Hey, hey, what a beautiful day. This is Calvin Rosser, and we're back again for the Shit You Don't Learn in School podcast. You can find me at Calvin underscore Rosser on Twitter. And this is Steph Smith. You can find me at Steph Smith IO on Twitter. So life presents endless requests for your time. And as we know, you can't say yes to everything, but it turns out that it's quite hard to say no to things. And we often end up in situations where we may have wished that we would have said no. So today we're going to talk about how to say no. So I brought up this topic because I was looking at my calendar for the upcoming week and I was like, oh my God, how do I have so many calls? And normally I have a lot of calls because I lead a team these days and naturally calls fill up your calendar. But this week I noticed at least three of those calls were not even from my team. They were things that I had agreed to in the last couple of weeks or months that I had completely forgotten about and candidly that I don't want to do. But at this point, it's too late for me to say no, but it just brought up this idea of why did I not say no in the first place? Coincidentally, I was reading James Clear's newsletter and he had a quote this week about saying no versus saying yes. And I really resonated with this idea, which basically said, saying no saves you time in the future while saying yes costs you time in the future. No is like a time credit. You can spend that block of time in the future while yes is like a time debt. You have to repay that commitment at some point. No is a decision. Yes is a responsibility. And it really resonated with me because I was like, wow, all of these things I could have said no to at the time. It would have been no sweat off my back, but instead I opted into this responsibility that I no longer want to engage in. Just out of curiosity, why don't you want to do them now? Is it because new opportunities have come up? Is it because you're busy? Or is it because now that they're here, you realize that it's not that interesting for you? Is there a theme among the things that you're talking about? These are all presentations, which I get to present some of my ideas and engage with a group of people who's excited to hear from me. So they're not terrible engagements for me to participate in. And this is a very first world problem. I'll say that to start. But it is something where I could use that time more effectively. And I think throughout time, what I've recognized is when I was younger and I didn't have very many opportunities, any opportunity sounded exciting. Anything that was offered to me, I was like, yes, I want to engage with that. And I do think that's the best attitude you can have when you're first starting out. But as things get better, as more opportunities come, you start to realize my time is zero sum, right? The world is positive sum in many ways, but at the end of the day, I have 24 hours in a day and I can't do all of the things that I wish I could do throughout my life. So I'm coming to this realization more and more over time as I get busier and busier that I do need to say no, not because an opportunity is terrible or negative, but because it really is a trade-off. If I engage in this, I won't be able to engage with something else. Do you find yourself struggling to say no, or are you pretty good at it and you just miss the mark sometimes and need to do it more often? No, I'm terrible at saying no. It is something I'm working on, but I've always, I think some part of saying yes all the time is trying to benefit yourself and seeing all these opportunities, wanting to engage with them. But also there's a part of just, it's uncomfortable to say no to people when they ask you for something. And that's something I've always struggled with. I've noticed that this is something you haven't struggled with that much. Has it always been that way? Or have you also learned to say no more often? I've definitely learned to say no more often. I think there are a few components to that. It seems that I'm a little better at it per se than you are, although I don't know exactly how you define that. Why don't we just dive into why people don't say no in the first place and maybe some of the downside effects of that? Yeah. So what are the reasons that people do not say no? I guess just thinking about it, I think there's at least three. One would be conflict aversion. So you mentioned this, but it can be uncomfortable to say no. There's that moment where you have to say it. And if you're in person, maybe you have to see someone's response. If you're online, maybe you anticipate that. So that's one thing that I think people struggle with. Another one is temporal discounting. So this is our bias for, we basically have a bias for our present selves over our future selves. So this is why we say, hey, I want to be healthy, but 
you end up eating junk food in the present moment and not really thinking about how that compounds over time to be not good for your health. And then the third one is probably what you mentioned, which is holding on to what used to serve you. So if you ascend in the world, you say yes to things, you work really hard, you get used to that pattern. But once you have an abundance of opportunity and maybe even more financial or other flexibility, it's time to start saying no to things so that you can say yes to the things that you really enjoy. And so sometimes you're just holding on to those old habits that used to serve you and you just need to drop them. Related to that third idea of addressing things that no longer serve you, I think when you're earlier on in your career or maybe even your life, you have more time than opportunities and that flips at certain points. And I think your brain still holds onto this idea of not wanting to lose any opportunity. You're in this mindset of anything that could positively support my life, I want that. But then you do have to flip the switch and realize something may be positive in some way, shape, or form, but it is a trade-off relative to something else. And it doesn't even have to be monetary, for example, but me spending my time in some of these engagements, I'm like, I could spend time with my family or I could spend time sleeping and, and helping my health. So it is this thing that I've had to think more about as I start to try at least to say no to more things. One thing that really helped me, have you seen the downsides of saying yes to too many things? I went through periods where I said yes to too many things. And the things that happened to me were I made too little progress on the directions that I actually wanted to move in. I ended up in too many situations where I dreaded what was coming up and that gave me anxiety. I ended up not doing a great job with certain things that I wasn't actually interested in. And then another pattern was just actually working too hard and burning out. And as I've learned from those things over time, I've started to say, I don't want to end up in most of those situations. And I have different tactics for that. But just that sort of experience over time has made me less likely to say no to something because I can imagine those scenarios where I just ended up in unfavorable places and I didn't need to be there. I think I'm at the beginning of that phase, perhaps. How did you actually, once you had experienced those things, what were your tactics for saying no? Were you just like, sorry, I can't do this? How did you firstly get in the right mindset to say no when it was appropriate? And then how did you actually go about saying no? Why don't we start with how do you even get to that place? As you mentioned, when you're trying to ascend, you have more time than opportunities and then that inverts. And I think I even have way fewer opportunities than you. But the two things that really helped me were one, having some relative financial freedom. So I didn't have to take everything on my plate as it related to money because that was a big driver for me. And then the second was just having some more opportunities and feeling like I could always pick something up down the road if I wanted to. In terms of tactically, the things that helped me, the biggest things for me were clarifying my values. Who do I want to work with? What do I want to work on? And then understanding my goals. What am I prioritizing right now? Right now, I'm in a period where I'm spending a lot more time focused on improving my health than I am on accelerating my career. And so my priority set changes. And there have been actually a few opportunities that could be really good for my career that have come up of late that I've said no to. And it's just because I know that I can't focus on my health and other things if I say yes to those things. So it became clear to me once I defined what I wanted to do in the next few months. It almost seems like you're taking a longer term view because if you think about some of these opportunities, you're like, okay, I could have this engagement and make X amount of dollars or get in front of this many people. But instead, often we forget our health and, and some of these longer term priorities that if you don't invest in them are going to deteriorate over time, but in the short term, you don't notice. So almost like addressing these are my long term priorities helps you get the perspective you need to start saying no in the short term. I completely agree. The reality is, though, it's not that straightforward because of these things we mentioned about conflict aversion. It's hard to imagine what your future self is going to feel about a certain situation. It's just not easy. 
One thing I wanted to say is one aspect that I think I'm getting better at is, I don't know if you experience this, but there's this attitude of sometimes you feel like if you miss something, you'll never get that opportunity again. So for example, I see that people do this all the time with product launches where they're like, if this product launch doesn't hit, my product is going to be kaput forever. Or sometimes even I think if I don't engage in a presentation or a podcast, then I miss the key opportunity. And I'm realizing more and more over time that if you keep working hard, if you keep creating things, then there's no one single opportunity. And it's okay to take some misses because you're actually just getting enough time and energy to invest over the long haul. Are there projects or just areas of life where you're pretty good at saying no? I'm just wondering if there's something that you're pretty good at there and then maybe you can translate it to these areas that are flowing into your life in unproductive ways. Honestly, no, I'm pretty bad at saying no and I'm working on it. I've even created a couple templates for, you know, when people reach out and they look for feedback or they're asking for my help with something. But even then, I, I think I'm quite bad at it. So I'd love some perspective from someone who has had a little bit of an easier time with this. How do you actually go about saying no? Before we dive into that, what template are you using? Has that worked? It's worked for some things. These days, we'll get a lot of DMs on Twitter about, again, feedback on a product or, hey, I'm building this new thing. Could you help me? Could you jump on a quick call with me? It's just a super simple template that explains that I get a lot of these requests and it was unsustainable for me to actually answer all of these requests. I don't know if you've used this a lot, but I try to give them an option where either I can't help them or if they want me to help them, they can pay me a certain amount or contribute to my Patreon. I don't actually send this anymore because I don't want to engage in any work currently, but I try to put it in their perspective where they're a creator, they're trying to work hard. And I basically say, my time is limited. And if I hope to continue creating just like you, then I need to treat it with care. That's cool. I've seen some people have success just saying they'll do something at a really ridiculously high hourly rate. And if someone agrees to it, then they actually feel like that's a good ROI. But if they don't, then it's an easy way to say no. I don't use that technique very much, though. I've heard some other people will basically say no by saying I have a certain rule as well. So they'll say like, I never do any client work or I never take calls before noon. And that's a lot easier of a way to say, hey, I'm not saying no to your request, but I have this rule and that's just a part of my life. That's something that I implement regardless of who's asking. I think that's a good idea. I think I've gone through a period of time where I say something like, I'm not focused on new work for the next month or two, but feel free to reach out later down the road. Let me just walk through a couple of recent examples of when I said no and just how I thought about it. Maybe we can find something interesting there. Cool. Let's do it. So one was a, it was an awesome fundraising project. I actually don't have any experience fundraising, but they wanted to work with me on doing a crowdfunding campaign to take advantage of some new regulations. And it was going to be, I think, pretty good financially, also a good learning opportunity and a chance to work with some smart people. In my head, I'm like, oh, this could be really cool. One, I'm going to get some money. Two, I'm going to learn new skills. Three, I'm going to build my network here. And I actually submitted an initial proposal for the project. The guy came back with a counteroffer. And what was interesting was during the counteroffer, I stepped back and I thought about the project relative to my other priorities. And I'm like, actually, it doesn't make sense for me to work on this right now because it's probably going to lead to a lot of stress like two to three months from now. And it's going to be contingent on the success of this project and this new domain that I'm learning. Then I thought about what I really wanted to do during the next few months. And I knew that three months from now, I didn't want to be stressed out about raising money for someone else. So I wrote back with a pretty short and simple, actually, I've thought about this and not going to move forward. He actually wrote back and said something like, hey, I'm happy to promote you internally and we could maybe get to your initial proposal and then asked why I didn't want to move forward. And I just explained that relative to other priorities after thinking about it, the project didn't make sense. And the guy was like, totally get it. And it was just one of these situations where 
I actually got lucky that they negotiated and I had time to step back and think about it. Otherwise, I might be wrapped up in something that ultimately wasn't the right thing for me. I think one of the key takeaways is just time, right? When you get given any sort of offer, your response is going to be influenced by emotions, good or bad. Just having some time to reflect on how you actually feel about it outside of that initial emotion, I think can help you come into something with a clearer mind. That's cool. I've heard this before, but you could do something like if someone asked you to do something or they asked you to go to a party, you never say yes or no within the first 24 hours. You say, let me get back to you. And I think 24 hours from that moment, you have a lot more clarity than you do in the moment and you're less likely to overcommit. I think that's actually quite a good strategy and one that's not that hard to implement because you can just say, oh, that's cool. I'll get back to you soon. Yeah. And sometimes when you give that response, it allows the other party to give you additional information. And what I mean by that is like you saw how the other party responded when you were unsure. Sometimes when someone asks you for feedback on their product, it's like, how much do you actually care about my feedback? Maybe that shouldn't factor into your decision, but you get a little more information about how valuable this is to the other person too. Sometimes in negotiation too, it can be good to not be eager or overcommitted because then you'll get feedback from the other side. Maybe they really want to work with you. Maybe they don't. That's a cool byproduct of that technique. I want to walk through one other example. It was a guy wanted to work with me on something that really aligns with my skill set. I can do it fairly easily and earn a pretty good hourly rate for it. And I actually had just left my job. So I was interested in building some streams of income so that I could more freely kind of work on what I'm working on right now. What ended up happening was the guy got me on a couple of calls. He didn't treat me particularly well, went dark and almost milked me for my knowledge. And then about a month later, came back to me and said, hey, do you want to work on this project? I'm willing to pay you X. And X was going to give me, honestly, a pretty good hourly rate, one which was really compelling being unemployed right now. But I thought about it and I really didn't feel good about how the guy treated me initially. And I thought in my mind, Am I at the point in my life where I want to work with people who don't respect my time or who just give me the wrong vibe? And I ended up saying no. And it was one of these hard ethical decisions that in my mind, it was clear that even though it was a good financial opportunity in the long run, I was only ever going to become the person that I want to become if I say no to working with people that I don't think treated me well or that didn't have the same values as me. And that was one of the first cases where the money actually almost tipped me over. But I was able to say no. And I actually was pretty upfront with the guy. I said, unfortunately, I won't be able to take this project on. Given what happened with our previous encounters, I don't feel comfortable working together at this point. Appreciate you thinking me and best of luck finding a good fit for the role. And then I gave a suggestion about how he might think about finding someone for the role. So I was nice, but at the same time, I was pretty direct because I wanted at least this guy, if he was open to it, to understand, don't go around treating people badly and then expecting them to work with you later down the road. I think that's great. I think it relates to what we had mentioned before, where if you had the mentality of, I absolutely need this engagement, or I will never get this kind of offer in the future, then you may be more inclined to agree to something that you really don't need and that you really don't want to agree to. So I think that was a good move. Potentially. I actually did feel like it was one of these cases where had I done this project, it would have been easier to get other projects like that. But it came down to, I wanted to be someone who lived by his values. And what I would advise someone else would be, yeah, don't work with people who don't show you the right respect if you are able to make that work. I thought, how can I go around telling people that if I don't live by that myself? So that was probably worth the money that I lost out on in the long run, because I can actually look at myself and say, hey, I live by my values today. And yeah, sure, I have a little bit less money, but I'm okay with that. 
I think if people put the time into thinking through what their priorities are, what their goals are, and codifying it in some way, that can help in our yes-no decision-making because you've thought about that beforehand. And something that I've found when I say yes to things that I don't really want to say yes to, I'm probably prioritizing something that I don't care about that much over something that I do care about. And it almost makes me think that I should come up with a framework or a system for things that I always just say no to, and that it's just easy for me to not go down that rabbit hole of deciding if I want to engage in this or not, where it's just clear that I don't engage in anything under these circumstances. Have you done something like that before? Or do you address every ask in its own unique way? I think I address every ask in its own unique way. Like I'm still definitely open to opportunities. It's not like my inbox is just flooded with so many things that I have to have these really rigid rules. One of the popular frameworks is the hell yeah or no framework where you're presented with an opportunity and if it's a hell yes for you, then maybe you consider it or you do it. And then if it's not that, then you say no. If you are in a position where you can work on things that you're just excited about or that are really unique opportunities for you, then you should be excited about that. And it shouldn't be, oh, I don't want to let this person down or this could lead to something once you get beyond a certain point. Yeah. I wonder why we even feel bad about saying no to people who often we don't even know or have no obligation to. Why do we have that emotion when someone asks us to do something or to help them to say no? Is that like biological? I think there's a couple of things, but if you tie your identity to being a person who gives and who wants to help other people, then you may be less inclined to be able to say no, or if you want people to like you. That's actually where it comes from is we want people to like us because if they like us, we're going to be more likely to be respected within the tribe and treated well and probably have food and clothing and everything else that comes along with being well-liked. And there's just that very deep fundamental need that we have to feel like we belong. I think it mostly stems from that. But in the internet world, when anyone could just reach out to you and ask for something, it's hard to filter the signal from the noise. And then it should, in theory, be easier to say no to these strangers. But there's probably something holding you back about how you want to be perceived or liked or even just your thoughts about the potential opportunities that may come from that. It sounds like you've done enough things, though, where you have a good pulse on what gets you going and what doesn't get you going and probably the direction you want to go. You just got to learn how to say no. And honestly, I think once you say no more, you realize that people don't actually care that much. No one hates you for saying no. And if they do, then that's their problem. You're totally right. Whenever I have had the guts to say no, nothing bad ever comes from it. It just makes me realize that I either need to work on this myself or something that I've seen some people do is have someone make those decisions for them. And that sounds silly, like you're just like passing the buck. But at the same time, there is an emotional nature to those decisions. And if you can remove yourself from that, you just tell someone, for example, I think I heard Andrew Wilkinson on a podcast say he recently delegated his email to someone and he just has rules where he's, if someone's inviting me to be on a podcast, look up the podcast. If it's over this amount of views, then okay, say that I can do it. If it's less then say, hey, sorry, Andrew's not interested or whatever. So I wonder if I would benefit from something like this as someone who's really struggled to say no on my own. Yeah, this comes with the playing field of where you're operating. You're a successful technology professional. You're, you have a nice a Twitter following. And as you grow, just any celebrity or influencer or whatever it is. Most I'm not of the- a celebrity or influencer, <laughs> but okay, I hear you. Most of them have agents who can filter out opportunities, negotiate for them, and only allow the things that align with what the person wants to do and probably things that align with what they can do. You're right. Okay, so what's the takeaway of this episode? That saying no is a requisite in life at points you're going to have to say no and there's nothing wrong with it? 
I think one of the key takeaways is it's easier to say no early on than it is later. I found myself in situations where I've said yes to something and then I need to say no later on. And that's actually where you end up disappointing someone. And if you just say no up front, it's actually a pretty low probability that you disappoint someone. Yes. I also think one of the key takeaways for me has been everything is a trade-off in life and we tend to prioritize things that have shorter term gains, but it's important to see the longer term view and say no to things in the interim so you can actually achieve things in the longer term. And practically speaking, if you want to get better at this, understand first why it happens for you. Is it because of temporal discounting? Is it because you're hyper conflict averse? Is it because you're holding on to something that served your future self? So that's one step is just awareness of why does this happen for you? And then think about the downsides of it. This is something that always draws me back into being able to say no. I hate making too little progress in too many directions. I've been plagued by that for a long time because I have a lot of different interests. I'm starting to see that if you just accelerate in one direction for some period of time, you move so much further than if you just put a little gas in each direction. The second is I don't want to be in these positions where I've agreed to give a talk and I'm three days before the talk. I haven't put the presentation together. Now I'm anxious. I got to go fly to the talk. I don't want to be in that situation anymore. And then the third one, which is just very real and part of what I'm focused on now, which is how do I work sustainably into the next few decades? I'm focused on my health. When I work too hard and overcommit, I just burn out. And that leads to me doing a worse job. It leads to me feeling worse. It leads to an overall lower quality of life across all of my dimensions. And that's just something that's becoming increasingly clear to me where I have to say no to align with my health goals. Yes. And at the end of the day, if you're unsure, it's hell yeah or no. Steph, we're day 13 in this podcast. I hope it's still hell yes for you because if you say no, you owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> it's still a hell yeah for me on this front, but hell we'll yeah. check in at day 30. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening.